Hello and welcome to the Nobody's Ready podcast. Now, for this episode, I have a special guest. Special guest, say hello. 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 <laughs> That's my uh, good friend Dan. Um, me and Dan have known each other for what, over 10 years? Yeah, 12 I think. Yeah, a long time, a long time, put it that way. Um, and one of our mutual interests is wrestling. Um to a detriment, yes, Dan, agreed. Um, so, Dan, what made you uh, become a fan of wrestling in the first place? Have you got, like, early memories or just anything in particular that got you interested in it? I think it was, like, my parents or probably my dad. And I remember, like, what I was, like, very young. I was probably too young to watch it, to be honest. Yeah. I think <laughs> it must have been, like... It was the end of the 90s. I remember watching the end of the 90s. So it yeah. must have been, like, five. Probably way too young to be watching wrestling. <laughs> I remember just, like, watching it for the first few times and being, like, yes... Just like watching it for years on end. Yeah, and now here we are in the mid 20s, still going, still going. Um, when you have those usual conversations like matches, wrestlers, fake matches of all time, stuff like that, what comes to mind for you? Like when you've got the network, what's the what do you go back and watch like the most? You, like, weirdly enough, I think everyone like rumbles are easy to watch, yeah. but I don't think yeah. they're like, the greatest of all time. It's usually going to be matches like Undertaker matches, yeah, Undertaker Shawn Michaels like uh, Bret Hart, Bret Hart, uh, Stone Cold. Yeah, always a good one. one. Like literally pretty much anything Carl Angle was doing, he was running like the Aggression era. Yeah, always good stuff. Always good stuff. There's, like, there's just way too many. Yeah, so for this podcast, what we're going to do is, well, me and Dan have watched a, a lot of shows together down the years. So uh, for people who don't know, Dan used to go to uni in Huddersfield. We have a couple of friends there, Lorraine, Shauna, Ryan as well who we go down and obviously Dan was there previously but I'd go down to see them all we go to Warehouse shout out to Warehouse, shout out to warehouse. great place we great will be back soon we'll be hopefully we'll be back there for SummerSlam that would be great fingers crossed um, <laughs> so yeah the usual routine would be I'd go to Dan's um, sometimes the night before as we'll mention um, we'd go to Warehouse we'd meet up with everyone do the wrestling quiz um and then watch the pay-per-view with big screen, drinks, food. Also good to catch NXT the night before as well. Yes, yes, as we will get into. Um, so obviously usually I come down for the big four pay-per-views. There's usually an NXT the night before. We usually stay up for that. Don't see each other for the rest of the Sunday. Catch up about, I don't know, seven, eight in the evening Sunday. And then see each other for an hour and then off we go again. Um, but yeah, lots of memories, lots of good times. And uh, yeah, hopefully for SummerSlam in August, which is on a Saturday, can you believe? Oh, a SummerSlam on a Saturday in August, so like hopefully, that. yeah, it, it's going to be a weird one. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to do the double, the, the Camel Warehouse double. Fingers crossed. Damn, I lifted off my liver cam. <laughs> We're not as young as we used to be, are we? Um, but yeah, if we can get there, that would be great. So today in this podcast, what we're going to do is we, I've got some notes here of all the shows we've watched down the years, and we're just going to talk and just reminisce. Uh, see what memories we've got, talk about some of the issues at the time on the shows that we watched, and uh, yeah, take a little trip down memory lane. Okay, so let's begin our little trip down memory lane. So the first show that I remember is watching together, you came around Mindful in the summer holidays. I did. 
back when we needed the summer holidays to catch up on things. <laughs> um, and it was the first, well, the first proper draft after they reintroduced the brand split in 2016. I was so excited. It, we were all very excited, yeah. I don't really know why. It's just something about drafts that, that seems to just get wrestling fans. Um, so, yeah, this one was in 2016. It was July, as I've said. And this was at a time just before the brand split. There was one champion. There was a WWE champion, which was Dean Ambrose at the time. He'd recently won the title at Money in the Bank, I think. I can't recall if this was before or after the triple threat match. I think it was after. So to give everyone who can't recall um, a little throwback, basically, obviously, Roman was champion going into that year's Money in the Bank. Um, Seth won the title in his first match back. And then Dean cashed in and won the title from him. Then we had the weird thing with the Roman Reigns suspension. I don't know if you recall, he was suspended for a month. Yes. And he pretty much missed the entire build-up to the Shield triple threat match. He was a naughty boy, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, he got away on this thing. <laughs> so, yeah, Dean came out of that champion. So I'll just run through some of these draft picks. So the number one draft pick for Raw was actually Seth Rollins. And the number one pick for SmackDown was Dean Ambrose. Now, these two were having a match on that show for the title. So it was Raw thinking Seth's going to win. It was, I think it was Stephanie and Mick Foley. Yes. And SmackDown yes, with Shane and Daniel Bryan picked Dean. The number one pick was actually meant to be Brock Lesnar. However, Brock Lesnar got kind of... He was a naughty boy as well, as so you put was it. This is in the same time he had his wellness violation. In the UFC, in yeah. The UFC. Yeah, yeah. And so, Dana didn't care, and then he had to come back. It was a- yes. The idea was that Brock Lesnar would win his fight in the UFC, and then um, he would come in to, back to WWE as this big, legitimate guy. Um, but in the end, they switched course. The number one pick was Seth. The number two pick for Raw was Charlotte, who was women's champion at the time. The number two pick for SmackDown was AJ. In hindsight, AJ Styles. Solid, they're very big. Picks. And the number five pick is really interesting because this was from NXT. And this was a dude who you might know called Finn Balor. Oh. Who, as the number five draft pick, coming up for NXT at the time, Finn had not long lost the NXT title to Samoa Joe. So for an NXT guy to be in the first round was huge. Just bear in mind he was drafted before Roman Reigns, John Cena, Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton. Who all came in the next round? This was as well. This was like five years ago. So this was like this, this was, was big. NXT. Was, NXT was obviously yeah. like doing well, but this, like this was big. It wasn't, um, they were still keep treating it as lower than the main card, weren't they? So Finn was the main guy, and obviously off the bat, he comes in, wins the universal title, has to give it up because he's injured. Um, so yeah, they really went hard with Finn Balor. So as I said, the, the other picks I mentioned, um, the New Day were drafted in round two. Round three is interesting. So you had Sami Zayn drafted 11. And then below him in the same round, but after him, were Bray Wyatt for SmackDown, Sasha Banks for Raw, Becky Lynch for SmackDown, and Chris Jericho for Raw. So it shows you where Sami Zayn was God, at that point. Just like seeing Chris Jericho and WWE in the same sentence. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh yeah. It's, it's like, crazy. Oh yeah, he did work for it's the crazy. Other company, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, so. Let's have a look. So, what else happened on this show? I still, so remember, we had... I still just remember being like, like heartbroken they didn't bring big gold world heavyweight title back. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I know, they, I know they weren't realistically going to do that. There was every chance. I mean, Raw needed a title, and the last time they needed a title, they bought, they invented the big gold belt, the World Heavyweight title. Um, but no, now, now, we just have now we've got the Universal title, which was red and he's now blue. Merchandise. Yeah. To be um, so there was matches on this show as well. So um, Cena beat Luke Gallows in the opener. I think this was on the back end 
or in the middle of Cena's feud with AJ, which was weird because they had AJ Styles and Gallows and Anderson together. Then they sent AJ to SmackDown and Gallows and Anderson to Raw. So they split up that group pretty much before it even started, um, which was odd, which isn't, you know, it's... Sounds like WWE, doesn't it? It's so, so very WWE. Yeah. Um, what else happened on this show match-wise? We had Bray Wyatt beat Xavier Woods. They did a storyline around that time, I don't know if you recall, where New Day and Wyatt family were fuming. They were. Were feuding, sorry. And Pretty decent feud. Woods was, yeah, Woods was terrified of Bray Wyatt, and this was him conquering his fears, and, yeah, he got squashed on TV in less than five minutes. But, oh, well. <laughs> um, we move. We, we move. We move. Uh, and yeah, in the main event of that show, uh, the big title match, as I mentioned, Dean beats Seth to retain the title. So SmackDown gets the WWE title. And I think all the SmackDown guys came out after the big celebration. SmackDown have got the WWE title. What are Raw going to do? And from there, we got the Universal title. Um, on top of that as well, SmackDown created the SmackDown Women's title and the SmackDown Tag titles. Um, so yeah, this was the start of what we know as today is, is yeah, the brand split. Which did they still have? They still have the U.S. They still, the U.S. and Intercontinental were still both. Were they still both? They they got their own shows. So on this one, um, Rusev was the United States champion. He went to Raw, yeah. and the Miz as Intercontinental champion went to SmackDown. But they have switched like switched each time oh, pretty yeah. much in the draft. So it's not really been assigned to any one show. I, obviously, the Universal and WWE title have now switched most recently. Um, as we said, the Universal title is now blue. So. Very quickly onto the next show we watched together. So that was July 2016. Mm-hmm. We're now going to go to April of 2017. Now, this was just after WrestleMania, the WrestleMania where Roman Reigns retired The Undertaker, retired The Undertaker. Big, big, big quotation marks. Yeah. Um, big ceremony. We're all in tears. We're all sad. And then he comes back a year later. But anyway, we move on, as we said. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this was this was a weird show because the brand split had already happened, but this show was already in place. Is this, so this is this, was yeah, this was a lot there was a lot of people on this show who were like were about to move brands or had moved brands and they kind of still had to finish feuds, so it was, it was a weird show. This is um, a backlash. This was payback, payback. twenty seventeen in April. April of that year. So I'm old school, I remember when backlash was the, the post. Yeah, well, now it's WrestleMania backlash. Mm. Ooh. Mm. All big and scary. So, um, the opener on the main card of this show, we had Chris Jericho win the US title from Kevin Owens just after losing it. So, the story here was Chris Jericho was going to lose a WrestleMania and then he was going to go off and tour with Fozzie. However, he had another month or so. They wanted to extend it by a month because the feud had gone so well. Even the WrestleMania match was quite underwhelming. Um, and so they just had Jericho with the title back. And so as a result, Jericho and the title went to SmackDown. Um, again, in another draft, in another year. Um, I think Owens won it back after and Jericho they left were, There was a big um, whole dilemma about that because they were supposed to have... I think Jericho talked on, another, on, a, on a podcast on point saying how originally they'd been in a... They were promised that they were going to be the headliners and they were going to be fighting for the, the one of the world titles. Yeah, that's Jericho correct. And, and Owens. And then they got... Um, the story was, yeah, the story was that Jericho never won a title as a babyface in WWE. Never won a world title as a good guy. The story was that Jericho was going to win the Universal title from Kevin Owens at WrestleMania in the main event as a good guy, which I think that storyline deserved. It wasn't to be. They decided that Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, needed a world title. He didn't. 
It did not. Uh, and Jericho even said, look, he would happily win the title and then get squashed by Brock the next month. He was happy to do that. He just wanted that title win as a good guy. But no, they put the US title in the match instead of the world title. Owens gets squashed by Goldberg. The Owens-Jericho match underwhelms at WrestleMania. And, and yeah. I think they even gave him like second on the, on the card. They didn't even give him the first match. No, they were. Second, I think they like were second. Insult, I think they were second. Given, given like... They were the main event storyline pretty much for the whole year on Raw, and they were brilliant. Um, yeah, it was a pretty harsh, pretty harsh ending. So, elsewhere in this card, we had Austin Aries Neville for the Cruiserweight title, which was a good little feud. Um, Aries won this one by DQ. So Neville kept the title. Um, God, I miss Neville, but he, he's oh. kicking ass now in AEW. He's back. Yeah. You know, he's doing all right. Oh, just can't. Oh, just so good. so good. Again, it's another what could have been in WWE, isn't it? Um, Speaking of that, we had the reunion of the Hardys keep their tag titles against Sheamus and Cesaro, having just won them at WrestleMania. Big comeback. Them. Yeah, like, I wasn't with you for that one. I can only imagine what yeah, Warehouse was, was like for that one. one. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, just, everyone stood up and shouted. It was amazing. Yeah, was so I can loud. only imagine. Um, Alexa Bliss won the Roman's title from Bayley. She'd lost the SmackDown Women's title at WrestleMania. And then come to Raw and immediately wins the Raw Women's title from Bailey. First person to hold, first woman to hold both. She I was, yeah. she was. Um, I'm going to come back to the next match because I think it's the most memorable thing from this show, even though it wasn't the main event. But elsewhere on the card, we had Seth Rollins beat Samoa Joe. So this was supposed to be the match going into WrestleMania. Um, Samoa Joe's main roster debut. He attacked Seth Rollins on the orders of Triple H which was meant to build to Rollins Triple H at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. During the attack, Joe legitimately injures Rollins. Um, and it's touch and go for Rollins to make WrestleMania. He does. Rollins Triple H at WrestleMania. Rollins beats him. Then they do the Joe match here. So this was a match that was planned for some time. Um, I mean, Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe sounds tremendous at the best of times. So. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, Rollins got the win in this one. Uh, the main event of this pay-per-view was Braun Strowman defeating Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, who had just retired, retired. The um, we're doing asterisks here. Big, big ass, yeah. He then loses in the main event of this pay per view to Braun Strowman. Now, <laughs> this was around the time which I think we all pretty much wanted Braun Strowman to be the guy. Which, saying this in twenty twenty one, a few weeks after Braun Strowman was released, sounds amazing. It's when you insane. look at where he is and where Roman Reigns is as as the main man now. Absolutely. Um, this was. Around the time they were doing the slow build to Braun versus Brock. So obviously, Brock wasn't on the show. He isn't going to do like a payback show. No. You're joking. No. Um, Never. But yeah, just looking at that and seeing the time of it, seeing Roman Reigns taking it out in a pay-per-view main event. And Braun and Roman had great matches and they had good feuds, but just, yeah, it's just weird. So, uh Just like, just... An- Obviously, Bronze has been released, and that's like awful. Yeah. At least Roman, like obviously, like I need to, I need to update myself a little bit at the minute. But Roman's been doing a lot better work. Yeah, he's the guy now. Yeah. He's the guy. Yeah. Um. So, oh, uh, we've got to talk about it. We've got to talk about the House of Horrors match. Oh God. So, as if you don't all need reminding, I'll just recap. So, it's Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton again. They had their title match at WrestleMania. This was the one where they did the projections from above of like maggots and stuff yeah, in the ring. In the ring, yeah, yeah. It sucked. That was weird as it was. Weird and awful. Um, as it, was. it didn't work, obviously. Randy had given the RKO and beat him and won the title. 
Bray gets transferred to Raw, gets drafted to Raw, but they've still got to do this match. Randy's the champion. Randy is at this point in a feud with Jinder Mahal, which led yeah. to their pay-per-view match, of course. Um, 2016 was a weird... Yeah. I mean, every year's a weird year. 2017 minute, was wild. 2017, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just... So people were wondering, is this match going to be for the WWE title? It wasn't because Jinder Mahal on the SmackDown had stolen the championship belt. Oh yeah, and that's how they got the out for this not being a title match. So I've, I've seen, I've had, I've seen worse outs. So you know, give them a pass on that. Um, yeah, this House of Horrors match was. If you've never seen this match, I, I <laughs> yeah, you need to just experience it because it was, it was something. It was cinematic match before cinematic matches were a thing. Give them a few more years um, and they would have. They got a lot better, but this was just. This was this sucked. This and I'm a Bray Wyatt guy. This was a terrible to, trial run. Yeah, this was sucked. This was where Randy Orton nearly got pinned by a fridge. Yeah, yes. Then yes, if you recall that spot. Actually, yeah, I do remember. It was one of those weird old ones. Um, it was not. And I, not good. I seem. Not good. I seem to recall that like, Randy went back to the arena, and like they finished the match in the ring. Yep. And then Jinder attacks him from behind. And then Bray Wyatt pins him. So Bray Wyatt wins the House of Horrors match. In the um, ring, not in the in House the of Horrors. In the ring, Horrors. not in... Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was... It was all over the place. Ooh. There was no focus. There was, there was no point to the match. It's one of the worst stipulations in WWE history. It might well be, I, and, and I'm so happy it's not come back. Like, people could fight me on this. It is one of the worst ever. There's, like, majority prison match, House of Horrors, they're all up there. They're terrible. It might well be. So, our next match... Um, was only a few months later, actually. We watched this one in... I think we mentioned this the other day, didn't we? You, in one of your uni houses in Huddersfield? This uh, was yeah. June 2017. Yes. We went to Campbell the night before. Um, I believe I slept through the main event because I was tired. I think you may have done You woke me up and told me that I'd got my prediction correct. Yes, um, yes, I do remember this. Yes. So, yeah, Money in the Bank 2017. Um, this was the show that began... With the very controversial first ever women's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Carmella won. Or did she win? Because James Ellsworth won the match. Well, James Ellsworth won the match. On James Ellsworth climbs the ladder yeah. and drops it down, drops the briefcase to Carmella. So the very first ever historic women's Money in the Bank ladder match. They had a man help Carmella win. Now, they tried to right the wrong because on the SmackDown, everyone pissed off. They set up a rematch. They did another Money in the Bank match on SmackDown a few weeks later and Carmella legitimately won that one. I feel like that was um, probably more out of backlash. Like, 100%. I think people like Vince probably thought, oh, this is a good joke. Yeah. Let's, let's keep this in and then there was backlash. Yeah. Um, next, we had the New Day against the Usos for the SmackDown titles. Very this ended huge. in Count Out. Um, this was, yeah, like I said, this was a great feud that year. They had pay-per-view banger after pay-per-view banger. Um, again, they worked their way to the point where they actually got a Hell in a Cell match late that year, which for a tag team title match is phenomenal effort. Pretty good. Phenomenal yeah, effort. Um, we had the controversial again SmackDown women's title match of Naomi versus Lana. Now, I seem to recall at the time when we did predictions, I said Lana would win because I didn't see the point of them doing this match unless Lana was going like to win. pessimistic view. You're like, well, maybe we'll get something back out of this. Maybe, just just maybe. So this was their latest go to give, I don't know what you want to call it, like the Emelina type push to someone. Um, just that sexed up, just 
yeah, diva. I mean, like in recent times, it was like, like the Eva Marie posh. Really. Yeah, yeah, but and they gave it like, to Lana here, and and you could tell that like. Yeah, no, this was Lana was not good at all in 2017. She wasn't in 2017, no, bless like, her. I mean, you can tell like she's made a lot of progress since, mm-hmm. but like, no, not not in the ring, not on like on mic work, on promos, none of it was good. She's not even with the company these days. No, like, so, like none of it was good back then. Yeah. Next, we had the aforementioned Jinder Mahal, who at this point is the WWE champion. Nothing could hinder the Jinder that year. I vaguely recall. I think this pay-per-view was in St. Louis, which is Orton's hometown. Apparently it was, yes. I remember noticing that at the time. Uh, and basically they had pretty much the exact same match they ha- they'd had at Backlash, where the Sings did the distraction and then Jinder won the yeah, title. It was a very much like, it was pretty yeah, so like copy and paste for a while. 20 minutes, Jinder retains. Then we had Brizango beating the Ascension in three, in three minutes. Oh, dear, dear, dear. As your kind of buffer match between the end, the two main events. Poor Ascension. Yeah. <laughs> no hope, did they bless This me. was during the Fashion Files era of Breezango, which was very entertaining. That was very entertaining. But, um, yeah. And then the main event was the ladder match, which we had Shinsuke, Sami Zayn, Owens, Dolph Ziggler, AJ Styles, and the winner, Baron Corbin. As you're aware, you like as you know with me, I, I, I complain a lot about booking, but yeah. they, they tend to do really well with their ladder matches and Money in the Bank yeah. matches. They always put like a really good lineup of uh, people in the matches, to like to their credit. Yeah. But in this case, I I was I remember being annoyed at the time that Baron won. I remember just the course they were on with Corbin at the time. It seemed very much to me like he was going to be the guy on SmackDown because he's big, he's strong, the type of guy they like really. They can um, quote stuff from like before his time in wrestling as a as a boxer to add yeah. some like, credence to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was also pretty important considering where we went after this, because this was the first WWE face-to-face of AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes. Which the crowd went mental for. And in hindsight, it's come out that AJ told Vince McMahon, or at least gave him the idea, to do this face-to-face because AJ Styles believed that the crowd would react and that would in turn make Vince react, which obviously it did the next year at WrestleMania. These two are facing each other for the title. So, yeah, Corbin... Won the money in the bank, lost his cash in, of course, to Jinder a few months later, and oh, oh. because of some things he'd said online, was straight back down the card. He took an L to Cena at SummerSlam that year, and, and yeah, Baron Corbin is forever the upper mid card heel who they beat when they need someone to beat. So I just didn't, yeah, I just, he doesn't have, you know, where like obviously the minds often talk about that it fact, particularly like Vince. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I just don't think Corbin had that. Him being like just the heel they need when they need a heel like works. I could never see him being like. I mean, I guess I guess people say the same thing about JBL. They never saw JBL being like. They've just tried so many different things with Corbin though. Like he had this one, the lone wolf guy. He, he was Constable Corbin. He can take a good. To be fair, he's King Corbin. He he, he, he takes the L for them a lot. So I guess that you know they keep giving him random shots for some reason. And then our next show we went to was very different because we actually went to a WWE show. Oh, we did, yes. We, did. we went to the November Monday Night Raw, November 6th, 2017 taping at the Manchester Arena. We did. Um, and next up, after a little bit of a break, because this, this is quite a big event for a number of reasons, which I'll go into, um, 
we'll talk about our experiences of watching Monday Night Raw live in person. So, our next show on this little trip down memory lane was, as I said, we attended the Monday Night Raw taping at the Manchester Arena. Um, it was, I think, some months after the uh, terror attack, sadly. Um, Got to say, I don't know what you thought, security at the Manchester Arena was thorough. It was very thorough. We I like felt it. very safe. Felt, I felt very safe. There were plenty of checks for us going in. Checks, um, very, very scrupulous, very careful. But yeah. you still felt you didn't feel like it didn't feel like over the top. It felt just it just felt just right. Yeah, they did a good job. Safe. They did a good job. Um, I hadn't been to a WWE show before. I've been I to a few been. like indie shows and stuff. Um, but I mean, going to Monday Night Raw was was just different. It was in a big arena. I felt like a, like a five year old. I was so excited. It was great. We had great seats as well. We I thought we had really good seats. We yeah. had perfect seats to like see everything. Exactly. You know, it was a, yeah, it was a good show. Um, so just when you threw some of the results on this, so we had, I can't remember the segments on this show. I seem to recall there being a segment with Kurt Angle at the beginning because he was GM of Raw at the time. Um, there was a segment with him and The Miz. They set up a match later in the show. Um, we had some good stuff on this show, actually. So maybe not so good was Jason Jordan and Elias in a guitar on the pole match. Oh, the only thing on a pole match is just a... Oh, <laughs> on a pole matches are also on my list of awful stipulations. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. So we had... Because we went with our friend Lorraine, we had one of the highlights of our experience at Monday Night Raw was the minute and 12 seconds we got to see Oscar wrestle for. Yeah. She won a squash match <laughs> against a lady called Stacey Coates, who is actually Isla Dawn in say, NXT yeah. UK. Uh, she went under a different um, name, she? She did, in her enhancement talent days. So Then we had uh, like an impromptu thing set up, because I seem to recall it was Titus O'Neil or someone from Titus Worldwide going to the ring, and then Samoa Joe just jumps him out of nowhere, just attacks him, which was great. And then that set up Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, which for me as an NXT guy was like, wow. Good stuff. Okay. Um, it went to a double count out. I think it was a way to kind of get them both in a Survivor Series team because this was around the time of like the build up for Survivor the Series, Raw yeah. v Smackdown, yeah. We then had Bailey and Sasha in a tag match beating Alicia Fox and Nia Jax. Fox was the captain of, <laughs> women, of the Raw women's team. Yeah, she was. Uh, she got on the microphone afterwards and asked them to be in the team. So that was the thing. Then we had Braun Strowman and The Miz, DQ match, which ended when Kane who was feuding with Braun at the time, came out, which I think it was pretty cool just to see Kane. I recall him getting a lot of applause. Yeah, I remember just being like a child, a small kid again. Like, it's oh Kane, God, isn't it? It's yeah. Kane. <laughs> then we had the then Cruiserweight champion, Enzo Amore, come out. He cut a very long promo. Did the, did the whole soft chance. He did all his thing. Champ, yeah. I was very bored. It went on very long. Um, yeah, they were, they were I'm not an Enzo years. guy. I've not, never, I never not. will be. At the time, though, before all the dodgy stuff had come out and happened, like they were pretty. Uh, yeah, they on. they went hard with him, uh, and then his the person he was feuding out with at the time, Kalisto, came out. Um, we thought, oh, there's going to be a match or something, and he sits down, and then the then uh, WWE United Kingdom champion Pete Dunne comes out, which again for me as an indie wrestling fan was cool as hell. Oh. Pete came out. I think I don't think all of the people in there knew who he was, which is fair. Like not everyone watches indie wrestling. That's fine. 
Uh, but he was UK champion at the time. Kurt Angle introduces him, and he, he squashed Enzo Amore, which was perfectly fine. <laughs> I was happy with that, yeah. <laughs> um, so the main event on this show was Cesaro and Sheamus against Rollins and Ambrose, the Royal Tag Titles. Rollins and Ambrose in the Shield at this point, they've reunited. This was in the time when Roman had the mumps, and he didn't actually go on this tour. He wasn't on this tour. Yeah, I remember us talking about it before and being like, yeah, oh, yeah we were gutted not to see Roman. Bray Wyatt wasn't on the SmackDown show Which either. Was the upsetting for you. Yeah. Um, and so this was just before um, Survivor Series, as I've said. Um, I think we're going to sneeze in a minute, so forgive me if I do, everyone. Um, <laughs> and there was rumours online that were started about there being like an invasion, because I think we'd seen an invasion on TV before. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Raw and SmackDown, they're both in the same town. SmackDown was on the next night in the same arena. Um, anyway, this match was going on and in the middle of it. The New Day's music plays. And the New Day come out in the crowd and they appeared just below where we were. Yeah, just a little bit below where we were. Not yeah. Far. So they're cutting a promo and whatnot. Um, they're threatening, like, under siege two, where SmackDown were going to invade again. Um, and then as we're watching this promo, um, Cesaro and Sheamus get the win. Cesaro and Sheamus win the Rogue Tad Tiles in the main event out of nowhere. The, the big baby-faced act on the show loses the main event, was which this... was... Not the same time they'd come out to Manchester in Liverpool. This was it, yes. Um, Seamus well. is a Liverpool fan, and him and Cesaro came out wearing Liverpool shirts. Excellent. Which, I was like so happy. As heels, it's there. phenomenal. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's easy heat, um, but it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, they won the Raw tag titles. We saw a WWE tag title change live. Um, so, yeah, what, what do you think? What did you think of that show, basically? Like being there in general, it's like it's really like obviously like it's cliche to use electric vibe because they always say like it's just electric, but it really does like the atmosphere really is like really does make it. Yeah, and I think that's obviously been quite noticeable with the uh, you know with the pandemic. Like they they've been saying that themselves, and like having gone to a show, you really can feel that. that yes, yeah. the environment and the crowd makes up like a lot a large portion of the experience. Yeah, um, we'll talk less about the fact that. We all chose as a group to go to Raw and not SmackDown. And had we gone to SmackDown, we would have seen AJ Styles win the WWE title. But moving on. <laughs> had, we not gone, had we not gone to another untaped show as well? Or would... I think you guys went to a live oh, show. I don't think I was at that one. It wasn't a Raw taping. No, was you guys a, went to a live show, show. yeah. Um, the next show we watched together, um, this was an unbelievable show. This was WrestleMania 34, which I came to Warehouse with you guys to watch. Yeah. Now... This was looking at this card, and I remember thinking this beforehand. This this might be, in terms of names, the most stacked WrestleMania I've ever seen. This was a long ass show, as the two WrestleManias we've watched together have been. This was a long show. Yeah, it was. This was this the one that went seven hours. I think that was thirty five the year after, but this was this must have been close. Really long, this yeah. must have been close. Um, so I'll run you through this card. The pre show we had three matches. We had. Matt Hardy, Woken Matt Hardy, well, winning the Andre Battle Royal, which was where him and Bray Wyatt aligned, yeah, I which I remember being happened. really excited yeah, for. It was, yeah, 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 That was that a great was, moment. That was a good one. That was a really good one. We had Cedric and Mustafa Ali for the vacant Cruiserweight title after Enzo was released, thank God. <laughs> uh, Cedric won that one. Great match. This was one where John Cena was in the crowd. Obviously, yes, he was doing yes. his thing where... The Undertaker had had well, he hadn't answered his call for a match, so Cena was going to go to WrestleMania as a fan, and sure enough, there he was in the crowd. Um, 
Then we had the Women's Battle Royal, which was going to be the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. Oh. But then some stuff came out about her, which, yeah, she wasn't too good to people back in the day. Yeah. So it was just the Women's Battle Royal. Which is fair. Naomi won that one, which... Okay. At the time, it was all right. I think it was like... I mean, she was, whatever. She was, it wasn't like completely... It wasn't like Lana won or anything. Yeah. It was, it, it was just... It was fine. It was whatever. an interesting pick, yeah. Yeah. Um, main show started off like a house on fire. So the first match was a three-way for the IC title. We had the Miz champion, Finn Balor. Uh, and the winner was Seth Rollins. Great match. This was, yeah, just a great triple threat. Yes, um, very good match. The next match was... Well, it was something. We had Charlotte retaining the SmackDown Women's title against Oscar. Oscar, who'd won the Royal Rumble. This was Oscar's at the end of the undefeated streak. Um, but Charlotte had a really big entrance. She was really emotional during the match. It was around... or I think it was either her brother's birthday passed away or around the anniversary of his death. I think it was the anniversary She was day. very emotional. It was a really... It was a big moment for her. You were quite emotional um, too. Was I was gutted Oscar had lost. You yes. Love, you, you love Oscar and you... I love loved Charlotte, Charlotte as also. Yeah, it was, a, you, it was a big moment for it me. It was a win-win, lose-lose. I, I didn't quite know how to feel. End of the street quarter. Um, yeah. It was a great match. I thought it was a great match. It was very good. Um, but the main thing which kind of overshadowed the end of this match a little bit was Charlotte's in the ring celebrating... I don't know if you recall this, but the referee, we see a referee go into the crowd to talk to John Cena. And it seems to become very clear because John Cena looks at the referee, he shakes his head, he jumps over the barrier and sprints down the entrance ramp. So it appeared that The Undertaker was in fact here. Now, obviously, we thought, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. We knew it was going to happen, really. At this point, you're like... But we, I remember us all being very excited because it appeared that The Undertaker was in fact here. So we'll get onto that later in the show. Then we had... A four-way US title. We had Randy Orton as United States champion. That seems like that, a, an that, absolute fever dream. That was, yeah. In this match also, Bobby Roode, uh, Rusev, who... who Rusev Day was probably at his peak yeah, at Rusev this point. It was, yeah. it was hot as hell. But no... Nope. He had Aiden English on his side as well. He did. Point, yeah. But no, Jinder Mahal won the title. Him again. Oh, um, Jinder. They could have had Rusev Day blossom. They chose not to. Um, good booking, good booking. And next up, we had, of all the memories I've got watching wrestling with you guys, I don't think I've ever been as excited as I was during this match. It was Triple H and Stephanie against Kurt Angle and Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Rousey. This was Rousey's debut. It was at WrestleMania. I have no idea idea what to think going into this one. I think we were all hopeful. We all wanted Ronda to succeed, I recall. I think we were was, all, yeah. yeah, I think it was because it's always like when someone comes in from Sporting World or they're always known outside and they come in, it's always like a bit of a... There's a lot of hype and expectation. Um, and now we criticise WWE's booking a lot, and me and Dan probably will as we go on. Um, this match was outrageous. This match was so good. It was so much better than it had any right to be. It was booked to perfection. They built up Ronda getting her moment over and over. Uh, they paid it off perfectly. We had Ronda interacting at, with Triple H, which was incredible. She kicked his ass. We had Kurt Angle putting Stephanie in the ankle lock. Um, and in the end, obviously, we got what we wanted. Ronda tapped out Stephanie. Uh, this match was phenomenal. This match was absolutely Steph- phenomenal. Stephanie Tripp did good. They did good business. They it's were very, fantastic, yeah. Very entertaining match to watch. I, I recall us all screaming very loud um, when Kurt had Stephanie in the ankle lock. <laughs> I was the only one in the whole of Warehouse, which was packed, 
Uh, I think this was most people that probably ever been. Then it was pretty full. Yeah, it was pretty full for this WrestleMania. For like, what, yeah, three, four in the morning. It was pretty time. full for this WrestleMania. Um, everyone else is cheering. I'm screaming at Kurt not to do that to poor Stephanie. Bless her. <laughs> poor Stephanie. He did anyway. Um, but no, this match. Th- this match was phenomenal. Um, and it only was the start of what was a pretty incredible year for Ronda in WWE, as we'll go on to when we talk about thirty five. Um, Oh, this next match was... Well, it brings back some, some good memories. Um, so, I don't know if you recall the New Day's entrance for this match, but it was they came out with... How can we best describe them? Midgets. There was lots of um, lots of weird New Day happy stuff. This was also the match where we had... What can you describe them as? A tribute New Day act sit behind us. Three guys, oh, all yeah. dressed as New Day. They even had a box of booty. They did, the and I... Um, Fed them to our friend Shauna. It was it made a mess. They was, got everywhere. They got everywhere. I yeah. thought we were going to get thrown out. I thought we were going to have someone come and speak to us, but we got. Lucky. If we'd have been thrown out, we could not have complained. We made a mess. Um, but this was a three-way for the tag titles. It was the Usos and it was the Bludgeon Brothers, um, Eric Rowan and the late great Luke Harper. Um, oh yeah, the tone just changed a little bit, didn't it? Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, I quite like the Brudgeon Brothers as a gimmick, as an act. It was a cool gimmick. I don't um, think it really got enough push because they could have just used them. Yeah, and then I think it was Rowan, I think, got an injury in later in the year. And then they had to drop the titles and Harper got had his time off. And, and yeah, things were never quite the same for, for Luke Harper in WWE. Um, and obviously he sadly passed away now. Um but at least he had his time to shine in AEW before he he um he sadly he passed. passed away, yeah. yeah. Um after this one, um I kinda take you through the timeline as a, a bit, rather than just the match itself. So we had uh, John Cena's music play. Uh and we thought now it's time, it's time for John Cena Undertaker. Um Cena comes out, ref comes down to the ring, say, He's not here, he's not here, made a mistake, he's not here. The lights all go out. Then Elias comes out. Elias comes out of his guitar. He asks if we were expecting somebody else, We've been teased. which was we, hilarious. We, we think we might have been teased at this point. Um, we are not happy, I recall. Uh, we were fuming. Elias we starts angry. playing a song. John Cena takes his seat back in the crowd. Uh, and eventually Cena's had enough of Elias chatting shit. He comes back into the ring. He beats up Elias. He's waiting. We're chanting for The Undertaker. We're waiting. And then Cena's music plays, and it's, oh, maybe we're not getting Undertaker Cena. So Cena looks very sad, and then else looks really sad. he walks <laughs> up the aisle, the music stops, the lights go out, we get a, how can I put this, lightning comes down. Yeah. Um, it was a bit, a, maybe a bit too much, but it was a bit like, yeah. ah, it's whatever, isn't it? Undertaker at Mania. Yeah, yes. Undertaker's hat and gloves, which he'd put down the year before against Roman, they appear in the ring, then they disappear. Um... And the gongs play, smoke appears, and up rises The Undertaker. Now, all show, our friend Lorraine, who also loves The Undertaker, was asking me, is The Undertaker going to be there? Yes, he is, Lorraine. I think he's there. Is he going to be there? Yes, he is. The Undertaker appears. She bursts into tears. Everyone's like, screaming. <laughs> We're all tears. very happy, yes, oh that we saw The Undertaker. Um, and... According to this, two minutes and 45 seconds later, The Undertaker had won. So, 
I remember being even more excited that Cena had been squashed because I yeah. was not really liking Cena at the time. So I've heard a lot of mixed things about this in the past from people. Apparently, someone who was there claims that people um, who were there live were kind of disappointed that this match, which had been built up for months, really. I think it was months before this that John Cena first made the challenge. Um, and it, without The Undertaker appearing, it was very apparent that the match was going to happen. It was always listed... Um, a lot of people were disappointed with the payoff. I think The Undertaker himself has said recently that, I think it was on the Last Ride documentary series, that he would have liked a longer match. But what did, I mean, you just said there, what did you think of this dream match I think being two minutes and 45 seconds? I think at the time I was like, I think we never thought we were going to see him again. So just to have a snippet of him come back and yeah. have him just completely dominate the scene, I was very happy for. But obviously what you say in hindsight and knowing about other stuff that came afterwards with Taker... It would have been a. It would have been so much nicer to see them have that that like big mania, like match. Yeah. But obviously, at the time, obviously, I think Undertaker was unsure about his injuries. Yeah. We didn't know if he was actually coming back properly, and or you know. So I think it's one of those things we had to look at with hindsight. But at the time, I was I was quite excited. I was yeah. Quite happy with it, to be honest. Uh, next match, somebody else we didn't think we'd ever see again. Um, this was the return match, of one Daniel Bryan. Yes. Which. Yes. yes. Obviously, so Daniel Bryan had been cleared to wrestle, I think a few weeks before this. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable, never thought it'd happen. So this was Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon against Owen Tinsane, and it it was fine. It was a fine tag team match. Um, but it, it felt to me at this point, it became apparent to me, I remember watching live, that this crowd was knackered. They've been there for several hours was, at this point. I think as if you as well as you've just seen Cena and Undertaker, like you, yeah. you're gonna have the and, energy and, taken out of you. Yeah, and I don't think it was you can blame the crowd, but for Daniel Bryan's first match in a number of years, you, you probably would have expected more. But as I said, they they'd been there for many hours at this point. As you said, they've just seen the Undertaker. We've already seen Ronda Rousey. A lot has happened already, and there's still loads of stuff to go. Exactly. Um after this we had Another of our friends crying at the result, which was Shauna, when yeah, yeah. Nia Jax beat Alexa Bliss to win the title. Now this storyline oh, was too, to be honest. this storyline was um, basically Alexa Bliss bullied her former yeah, friend Nia I was Jax. Say this was the bullying thing, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, and it was a rare thing for WWE where they did a, a storyline like this, but the babyface actually won. The person who was being bullied overcame the bully. Um, what did you think of them? doing this angle i think a lot of the comments that were made i mean i think like it's... I, I like the message they were trying to send in that you could overcome the bully it was just very they were on the line of a lot of it they um, had to be careful like yeah uh, it's, it's they can be quite heavy-handed at times um obviously they have quite a good they have quite a commitment with you know dutch children and disability charities and yeah. anti-bullying campaigns so it kind of it, it fits their message, and it wasn't like it came out of nowhere. I think with a lot of them, you have to go in feeling a bit pessimistic and a bit, oh, they're gonna, you know, do something awful here. But yeah, you know, the outcome was right in the end. But you know, they've got to be careful when, when they get those issues because it doesn't really give. You can't, you know, give people the the message that they can, you know, fight people. Even, even <laughs> it was strange, wasn't it? it was probably yeah, not necessarily a good image, it was like, strange. image to give to children. But, um, you know, like at least the outcome was right in the end. Yeah, and they didn't get on the, the normal route and have Alexa Bliss. Which would have been very WWE, wouldn't very it? WWE. Yeah. Um, so next match was the dream match. It was the WWE title. It was AJ 
against Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke had his amazing entrance with Nita Strauss playing him out on electric guitar, which was a phenomenal entrance. It was incredible. Um, this match, uh, I think a lot of people, we, we all built it up to be yeah, this dream was, match, it was like, didn't Especially we? with like, the hype of the both, yeah. you know, from like, the Japan background. And it, yeah, it, and, and it, it, wasn't, it wasn't terrible, it wasn't bad, but it was just okay. And I think because we all built it up to be exceptional. It felt a lot worse. It did. Um, AJ Styles won. And then afterwards, Shinsuke turned heel. Which was shocking. It was shocking for sure. Yeah, um, we, we were all, oh, yeah, like, the match has just ended, oh, let's get ready and just... He was handing him the belt, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep, and then did he... Did he he low-blowed him, low yes, he did. Him from behind. And then he whooped his ass. Um, so, yeah, this was the start of Shinsuke's heel turn. Um, obviously, AJ and Shinsuke had a, a series afterwards. The series kind of underwhelmed because every finish was kind of a bit BS. And there was never really that one banger of a match, Actually, was there, I don't recall. playing the low-blow thing. Yeah. Um, it's overplayed, I think. <laughs> After this, we had the Raw Tag Team title match. Now, Cesaro and Sheamus were the champions. Braun Strowman comes out, and Braun Strowman oh, didn't have a partner. Oh, was this the, oh, this yeah. was this match? Oh, God. And so Braun Strowman says his partner is one of you, looking at the camera. And so he goes into the crowd. He walked past Noah Jose from NXT. He walked past a number of NXT UK guys. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura's friends from New Japan were in the crowd Kazuchika Okada, Naito, Suzuki were all in the crowd and he chose a child called Nicholas at this point the patients I think ran out I think we were I, shocked at first there was like, it was a whole stage of grief it was like, I was recall shocked. hating it and anger. I recall thinking this is the worst thing I've ever seen in wrestling yeah, I remember you being very irate about it I was fuming um Braun Strowman and this child won the Raw Tag Team titles. They had a graphic. Uh, Nicholas was a Raw Tag Team champion. They needed to, like, they could have had, they could have chosen anyone. It was a beautiful, like, easy way of just slotting in anyone they wanted yeah. to bring into the company. Yeah, it was a, they wanted to do a WrestleMania moment, didn't they? Um, they vacated them the next night because Braun Strowman claimed that Nicholas had schoolwork. So they vacated them the next night. But this, yeah, this was a, a WrestleMania moment for the sake of it, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah pure and pure and, and in the main event, which I think probably have to go down as one of the most surprising results in WrestleMania history. This was supposed to be, again, the crowning of Roman Reigns. Um, and we've watched a lot of matches down the years where we haven't liked it and the crowd haven't liked it. Um, Especially with Roman Reigns. They, they, they we yeah. tend to not really be able to this, gauge what they want versus what the So I think wants. going into it, it was very obvious that WWE thought and knew and feared that we would revolt against Roman Reigns because we all know that Roman Reigns was going to WrestleMania to beat Brock Lesnar to be the man. They did a very... They tried their best to make us hate Brock Lesnar. There was rumours that Brock was going to UFC as there always seems to be around WrestleMania. Yeah, of course. Um... They tried to really heal up Brock Lesnar. They tried to give Roman some a bit of fire, a bit of aggression. And in the end, we hated Brock Lesnar and we hated Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we hated this match because we assumed Roman Reigns was going to win. I don't think I've ever seen a crowd turn on a match from the start like I've seen in this match. It was incredible. They chanted for... Pretty much everything that had nothing to do with this match. match. Um, 
it was incredible as well. I think Brock hit six, seven F5s. I think it was like at least six, yeah. It was, inc- and Roman kicked out every was, single one. This was probably the start of the, the run of Brock Lesnar. Or this was at a time, where yeah. It was all just all like, like three move matches. This yeah, was at a time where Brock minutes. was beating everyone. Yeah. He'd been Universal Champion since the last WrestleMania. Um... And towards the end, they got very, Brock Lesnar. Yep, Brock Lesnar did the thing with Randy Orton at SummerSlam. He busted Roman Reigns open hard, hard, and he was bleeding a lot. That was shocking. Actually. It was incre- That was incredible. That, that was shocking. shocking. Um, Good, but shocking. And right at the last minute, as it turned out, they changed the finish. The finish was supposed to be Roman coming off the ropes, coming off the other ropes, as he had done to the Undertaker the year before to get the momentum. He was going to spear Brock. One, two, three. So Roman comes off the ropes. Brock picks him up. F5. Brock Lesnar defeats Roman Reigns. And I can't say I've ever been as shocked as I was we at this match. Stunned, we? We, we 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 were all stunned, weren't we? Stunned. Not happy, not sad. Just stunned, absolutely. Stunned. We did predictions. Um, I think there was four or five of us who did predictions. I don't think any of us. None, none of us picked Brock Lesnar, no. None of us picked Brock Lesnar. Um this was phenomenal. This, the final shot of WrestleMania was a beaten, a bloodied, a battered Roman Reigns walking out having been defeated. Obviously, we got the coronation eventually, as we'll go on to when we talk about SummerSlam that year. But yeah, this was, this was incredible. This was really was, incredible. Was... And I felt for Roman. I did feel for him. At this point, yeah, you start to actually, things turned a bit after this and you're like, oh, Because yeah. it's not his fault oh, how damn. he's been booked. Um it's not his fault he'd been pushed so far. If anything, it works, it works to put, like, the stars started to align then because obviously you, you, everyone actually did start to feel a little bit yeah. for Roman and yeah. it did then, you know, make you want to... But it was it was just incredible. This was most supposed to be Roman Reigns' moment and they switched it. They did not do it. But I think I remember when I was talking about this at the time and them saying that um, even his family, even Roman's family didn't know. So they were even, they were amazed by the finish. And they were for those of you side. who have the WWE Network, you can go back and watch this. Um... After they play the montage of WrestleMania, they cut back to Roman Reigns and he goes over to his family. He holds his wife's hand and you can see his father, one of the Wild Samoans. He says, and you can hear it on microphone actually, he says, when, he, when is he going to lay down? What, like, when's Brock going to lose to you? And yeah, at this point, Roman Reigns still had never beaten Brock Lesnar. The idea long term was supposed to be that Brock Lesnar had beat The Undertaker. Roman Reigns was supposed to beat Brock Lesnar. That was the the, the path. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the well established. And it didn't happen at WrestleMania here. So, um, yeah, that was that was bizarre. We're so we were stunned and shocked going away from that one. But it did come. The coronation eventually did come, which takes us swimmingly into SummerSlam of that year. Now, this was August nineteenth, day after my birthday. Um, thank you <laughs> thanks Dave thanks um, we were back at Warehouse again um, this show was really good um, the Summer Slams we've watched together I think have been consistently the, yeah I was good. just about to say exactly the same consistently good. we'll go on to 2019 really afterwards because I thought 2019 was a phenomenal show um, I did a blog on that not so long ago but yeah Summer Slam 2018 we opened with Seth Rollins with Dean Ambrose in his corner now Dean had come back from an injury the Raw before um, to a huge pop. So Seth and Dean were aligned again, which was cool. Dean came out first. He got a huge pop. Dolph Ziggler was the champion at the time, the Intercontinental champion. 
He had some dude called Drew McIntyre backing him up. Because <laughs> he'd recently brought back into yeah. the company, hadn't he? Dolph had bought Drew up to the main roster to be his heavy. Uh, this was a great match. This um, Seth and Dolph, Seth getting the win. I recall is absolutely loving his match and being delighted for Seth. And we love Seth. Yeah, our yeah, group yeah. loves Seth. Um, yeah, this was a this well, was a was. really strong match to start SummerSlam. Um, then we had, as I mentioned earlier, we had the New Day, Bludgeon Brothers, SmackDown tag titles. This one ends in a DQ on the SmackDown after the New Day won the titles, and I think this is when Rowan had his injury. So they had to change the match here. Yeah. Which is, again, it was a shame. Virgin Brothers, I thought it was a good gimmick. To be fair, though, like, even with, with New Day matches, it's it's hard to go wrong. Even when you have to alter the No, match, it was a fun match. A it was a fun match. match because um, of just how good they are. Next up, we had Braun Strowman as Money in the Bank holder defending the contract against Kevin Owens. Uh, and he squashed him. He squashed Kevin Owens, so... Yeah, you just even, it's that. Like, even though it's Braun... Like, this someone, was at a time when Braun was, was going to be the guy. He was going to be the guy. Even at that rate, you'd, you'd still think Kevin Owens... He didn't deserve Owens, this, He didn't yeah. deserve to be squashed. You know, you, you expect him to put up a little bit of a yeah. defence. It's quite, it, it's quite disappointing. Like, especially because Kevin Owens was a pretty a fairly good player. Yeah, then. yeah. Um, next up, we had a match which... Well, uh, the match was SmackDown Women's title. It was Carmella as champion against Becky and Charlotte. We all thought this was Becky's time. Um, enter Charlotte Flair. Charlotte wins the title. And afterwards, we had probably one of them. I mean, this changed women's wrestling forever, this moment. Um, Charlotte and Becky go to embrace. Becky is happy for her friend. Uh, and then she smacks her in the face. And we all cheered. The live crowd cheered. We cheered. This was them trying to turn Becky Lynch heel. This was the very start of the rise of Becky Lynch, which ended up being just the biggest story in wrestling. Launched, launched it, launched it completely to the top. I remember us all saying before this, like we felt it was Becky's time. Um, I don't think we quite knew what it would become. Which is why we were, I think we, initially we were a bit like, oh God, yeah. the and then they turned a, Charlotte won and we were all like, uh, lol joke, Charlotte wins. Um, and then yeah, Becky turns heel. I guess the rest is history, isn't it? Simon was back. Rest is history. Yeah. The oh. next the next match we had was Samoa Joe and AJ Styles for the WWE title. They were in a good feud. Now, this was the match where Samoa Joe cut a promo on AJ Styles' wife before oh, the match. I remember loving this. Oh, Samoa Joe is one of the best. Samoa Joe said something along the lines of, he'll be... When uh the new daddy for the be, for the daughter. Don't, don't worry when when AJ's gone, I'll 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 be. I'll be a new daddy. daddy yes, uh, incredible, absolutely incredible. incredible. Just what um, man, what man on the mic? I did not care that this match ended in DQ. I thought if any match is gonna end in DQ, it should be one where you have just Ladies got a promo family, on. Like you, yes, what is that person? Yes, or DQ is warranted, isn't it? I thought this was perfectly fine. Um, next we had. The Miz beat Daniel Bryan. This was obviously Bryan had returned, as I said previously. The Miz Daniel Bryan had been a feud which hadn't been a feud, but had been a feud for years oh, no. since the Talking Smack promo from the Miz. Um, and it it was very strange the, the the babyface run of Daniel Bryan. Obviously, he turns heel some months later, as we're going to get onto. Um, but yeah, I remember thinking obviously the finish was a bit odd. Um, Marie's gave Miz something to hit Bryan with, I seem to recall. But yeah, Daniel Bryan beat. Um, was beaten by the Miz, which was 
strange at the time, but obviously since then it makes sense. Since then it makes sense, but the time you, you think when you know if he's come back, he's got a baby face Porsche. He's, he's you know he's a very dependable, high level caliber yeah. worker. Like you, it just seems yeah, it just seems like a, you don't unless you you know you think on, on the, the sec, probably that would be the second or even possibly third biggest show. You'd expect that you know he'd come out with a win. You, you, I don't know. It just it seemed strange. It did at the time, definitely. Um, next match now. Uh, I don't know if how well you recall this story, but I was very tired at this point. We still had Ronda Rousey. We still had the main event to come. So I decided to take... I decided to take a power nap um, as soon as I heard Baron Corbin's music. Because it was Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor. I was just about to get comfortable as Baron Corbin had come into the ring. And then the demon shows up. And then you got very... Very and we awake. all got very, very excited. Very, very awake, very excited. We were all very awake, very excited, very quickly. Um, them, you hadn't been, you'd been, the um, demon hadn't been hadn't seen for, for a long time. And the demon just shows up. Now, the match went a minute 35. Finn won, of course. Um, what did you think of, firstly, the demon showing up as a surprise? And then the match ending in a minute 35? I think, again, it was another case of... Um, another another case of, the, of WWE... Do occasionally bit just knowing the audience like very every now and again they do hit the nail on the head yeah and I think they they just sometimes they leave things dormant for just long enough with just a few bread breadcrumbs and then yeah. they hit you with a really amazing like you know surprise and it was very well done and I think in the case of if you watch it enough you know that demon Finn basically means the demon's gonna win yeah so I, I don't think there's any need to make it go too long especially in that few so I don't think it being short was uh, I agree issue. I agree um. I felt like a kid again. I don't know about you. When the demon came out, I was so excited. Um, it, it was just cool. It was unexpected. I don't think we'd seen him since... I can't remember. It's been, been a long time. It's been a long time. Uh, at least a few months. Um, but yeah, that was, that was something else, seeing the demon just appear like that. Um, then we had Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy for the US title, which again, seems like a, a fever dream. Um, Shinsuke won that one. Then we had... Alexa Bliss defend the Raw Women's title against Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Now, Ronda was big-time babyface at this point. Big-time babyface. Um, and she squashed Alexa, basically. Um, what did you think of them squashing Alexa Bliss? But also, you know, to be honest, I, I don't know what you think. I think Ronda Rousey should squash Alexa Bliss because it, it's legit. In a legit fight, she would squash In a legit Alexa fight, Blitz. She would, but um, baby faces generally don't shouldn't squash people. Yeah, because squashing people is generally more of a, a heel. Yeah, thing. I think this was kind of not the build. Obviously, that was to come a few months later, as we'll talk about. But also, I think you know, you know, I have an inherent bias to anyone doing anything. Bad sure, Blitz, so. sure, absolutely. I'm I'm with you wholeheartedly. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's that was. Yeah, and then, yeah, we had obviously. As I mentioned previously, we had Brock and Roman at WrestleMania. We got to Brock Roman again here. Um, they're in the ring, about to start. And then Braun Strowman's music hits, who's obviously the money bank holder at the time. And he said, he cut a promo to the mic. Now, before this, I think, we're, I, I don't know about you, I was kind of secretly hoping that Braun would walk out of this show as Universal Champion. I, the, I don't yeah, know about I think you. There was a bit of back and wasn't there, because like you said... With it the was the one out guy, to, like... to not have Roman be champion. Yeah. Um... At this point, my thing, 
my top priority in terms of what I wanted was Brock Lesnar losing the title. Yeah, that was the main thing. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I didn't care how. Two. I, I didn't care personally. It would be nice if won, but it would just basically, we just don't want Brock. Yeah, 100%. Champion leaving the show. Anyway, Braun cuts a promo saying that he's just going to sit here and wait till the match is over, and as soon as the match is over, he's going to cash in. So, um, the match starts. Roman hits a load of Superman punches, sends Brock to the outside. Brock decides to beat up Braun Strowman. Um, I think he, he battered him with the briefcase. He threw the briefcase away. He did. And then Brock gets in the ring. Roman hits a spear. Roman beats him. Roman Reigns finally got his moment. Um, I recall my immediate reaction, as you've alluded to, being thank God for that. Thank God for that. It's over. Of, it was a lot of like, it wasn't just, it was more relief, I think, than excitement. Yeah, absolutely. Like a lot of relief. A lot of the live crowd were kind of waiting for something else to happen. Yeah, especially with the Braun being there. Yeah. Um, this obviously brought about the reunion of the Shield the next night, which sadly was prematurely ended when Roman was ill. Of course. Very sadly. Um, so, yeah, that was that for now. Brock Lesnar got the Universal title back eventually. Um, and in a moment, we will talk about our next show, which was Survivor Series that year. In the year of 2018. Okay, so, as I mentioned, next show we watched together, again at Warehouse, there was literally only us here for this one. It was in November. Oh yeah, it was very scarily uh, quiet. We'd gone from it being like a very quite busy. I think it was just us. It was just. I think, I think, think it was, was just yeah. us for this one. There was like five visitors. I think by this point, obviously, a lot of the students had gone home. home it was um, God, God bless them. They they, they kept it open basically for us. We basically had a private screening of Survivor Series that year. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, so again, this was Raw versus SmackDown. Um, I'll quickly run you through this show. There was uh, a lot of multi-team matches. I mean, they were fine. They didn't really mean too much, did no, they? No. Um, yeah, there wasn't really much of any substance on this show. I'm not going to lie to you. There really wasn't much of any substance on this <laughs> they, they show. They did drop the ball a bit. I think they'd had quite a lot of high-profile ones, especially the ones we've watched that yeah. we talked about. Yeah. There's um, always going to be a few, you know, one or two. The big talking point going into this show was we were supposed to get Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. Now, the week before on Raw, um, SmackDown had invaded again, and this was when Becky Lynch got her concussion. From Nia Jax. Oh. And we had the famous shot of Becky Lynch with blood down her face. That's how you shouting make a heel. Down. That's how you instantly make a heel. Um, and, yeah, we couldn't have our dream match of Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch, which inadvertently worked out in our favour as fans. Um, so instead we got Ronda against Charlotte Flair. Now, this match was, was very good. It was very good. It was put together quickly, obviously. Um, and it was really good. It ended in a DQ when Charlotte Flair just went absolutely mental and just started absolutely battering Ronda Rousey with kendo stick shots. Which is shots. good. Protects Ronda. Help Charlotte. This was, I don't know if you recall, this was, I think the crowd started to turn on Ronda a bit here because yeah. this is where they chanted you deserved it as she's walking away as a beaten up baby yeah, face. Yeah, at the first point, I think she like the way she'd been on the mic and the results she'd been having, I think she by just, this point, yeah. people started to turn on her a they bit. Had, they had too much of her. Um, the main event of this show was an absolute dream match. It was Brock Lesnar Versus Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan had recently turned heel. Literally the Smackdown before. And won the WWE title from AJ. This match was phenomenal. 
this was... I remember, yeah, I remember... Like, because this, I this think was, this was the start of Brock Lesnar having good matches again. Yeah, because before this it had just been like constant squash. It was suplex, just annoying, F5, like, it win. Was, it had enough of him just winning all the time. This match was phenomenal. Was, oh, um, Brock Lesnar beat the absolute crap out of Daniel Bryan. You could tell Brock like, like respects Daniel Bryan, can't you? Bryan... There was one German suplex that he took, which, given Bryan's issues in the past... I, I remember squint, uh, yeah, squinting. I remember squinting. Just, it was, it yeah, was yeah, horrid. I, I, even I, I'm a bit less... But Brian got back into it, yeah. Um, Brock won in the end, of course. We knew he'd win. But yeah, this match was phenomenal. It was like a good 15 minutes. It wasn't like a five-minute squash. Was of course, this, it went 18 minutes and 50. Longer than I thought. Longer than 15. Um, but yeah, this was a great match. And this Survivor Series was strange because it was kind of canon. It was throwaway. Um, it also repeated the invasion angle. Again, they did yeah. a couple of years on the truck. This was they? the one where they went into Survivor Series talking about SmackDown couldn't lose and there would be big consequences if SmackDown lost. And then SmackDown lost every match. No All right. No consequences. <laughs> no consequences. Well, I bet things were coming following Yeah. We had some good stuff to come. So you mentioned previously about how we've watched uh, NXT shows and then the next night gone to watch the main roster show. The first time we did this was... January of 2019. So this was NXT TakeOver Phoenix. This was in that golden era of NXT, where NXT was just phenomenal. Oh, Every TakeOver was everything insane. Was good. Yeah. Everything was good. So we had the War Raiders win the NXT Tag Team titles from the Undisputed Era. We had Matt Riddle beat Cassius Ono. This was the TakeOver after... Riddle had beat Ono in seconds. This was, I don't Ono's know if you recall. Like this was gate, their rematch. Yeah, yeah. I remember Ono was the gatekeeper at the time. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. We had a recently turned heel, Johnny Gargano, win the NXT North American title from Ricochet. This was phenomenal. They're, they're this was the match phenomenal. where I called Johnny Gargano a fucking prick. You did. I hated Johnny Gargano at this point. He had ruined my dreams mm. of, by turning heel. Um, Safe to say you're a, you're a ch- uh, champer. I was much more of a chomper guy, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had Shayna beat Bianca for the uh, to retain the NXT Women's title. And then, you will like this one, we had Champa beat Alistair Black to retain the NXT title. And then we had the image of Champa holding the belt. Gargano comes out. He holds up his belt. Which I believe a certain Dan Winder told us would happen before the show began. Sometimes I, I have my Mystic Meg moments. Sometimes I, I nail it. And this was one of the, the times where I, my prediction was spot on. This was absolutely spot on. This was supposed to be the start of the long-term build to the Chamber Gargano blow-off, which this never was, happened. Because they'd had... They'd had, um, they'd had their rivalry. Um, Gargano had turned heel after not winning. He'd won the North American title now. And now it appeared that Chamber and Gargano, both as heels... Ruled NXT. Um, so, the yeah, that was... It was a very strange time. But obviously, even though they're both heels, the crowd went wild for it at the DIY reunion. Um, and, yeah, you absolutely called it spot on. So... I think that was the first time. I think that was the first of my... Like, it was absolutely like spot three on. Shows yeah, I just called from weird stuff, and that was the You first said, time. before this show even began, you said at the end of the night, both of DIY are going to be there holding the titles. And that was exactly how the show ended. So, so credit to you. I was quite proud. Um, the next show we watched the next night now in all the shows we watched at Warehouse we, we usually have a few drinks um, I don't think I've ever been as drunk as during a wrestling show as I was during this show um, brought on by one of the results on this show which we will get into so 
Um, this show was the Royal Rumble of 2019. Oh, yeah. The first match on the main card was Oscar beating Becky Lynch to retain the SmackDown Women's title. Now, there was quite a big crowd for this show. I don't know if you recall. Yeah, it was January, so all the students yeah, were there again. Yeah, people know Royal Rumble. Yeah, people love the Rumble. We, yeah. we said that, didn't we? We yeah. said there'd be a big crowd for Rumble. Um, I believe, and of all the people there, it was only me and Lorraine who were happy that Oscar had won. I repeatedly told everyone, doesn't matter, Becky Lynch is going to come back and win the Rumble. This was peak the man era. This was Becky Lynch's popular... She was the most popular person in wrestling at the time. Um, The second match on this card was The Miz and Shane McMahon winning the SmackDown tag titles. Oh... I don't like Shane McMahon, do I, Dan? No, you, every, you, you feel, I feel like you, you lose like five minutes of your life every time you, you have to talk about Shane McMahon. It feels that way at times, yes. And I quote um, every time you, you call him a big sweaty dad. He is. He is just that, yes. Um, I recall you asking me what I would like to drink and I said, wait until this match is over <laughs> because I may need something stronger. <laughs> the finish of this match, for those of you who don't recall, Shane McMahon gets on the top rope he hits a shooting star press and he wins. This happened in Warehouse. Everybody went wild. They cheered. They laughed. I collapsed to the floor. I was in pain. I, I, I could not believe it. I think I do, yeah, I think I do recall you falling off your chair, actually. You, I, I fell to the slumped, floor in disgust. You slumped off of your chair onto the floor. I believe you needed to console me afterwards. I did have to console you, and uh, I think I... I was very sad. You needed vodka after that. I, I had a double vodka afterwards for the rest of the night, hence I was very drunk. Um, next match we had Ronda retaining her raw title against Sasha. Good match. Um, Sasha Banks is phenomenal. It's been for a long time. Then we had the Women's Royal Rumble, which... Was this, this wasn't the first one, was it? Was this was the, the second, second one. one. I've gone back and watched this since, and I've, I can think I said something like this was a... Two-star Royal Rumble with a five-star finish. Yep, I recall you saying that. Um, so this was the match where... It's basically in the pre-show. There'd been a spot during the Shinsuke Rusev match where Lana had been inadvertently knocked off the apron and injured. Lana was obviously in the Royal Rumble later in the night, which would all factor in. So Lana comes out, she's in the Rumble, um, and she's hobbling. She's really injured. This is right at the end of the match, isn't yep. it? Yep. Nia Jax comes out, she just further injures Lana... Um, all the women are in the ring. And then, as they're tending to Lana, out comes Becky Lynch. And she's telling... I think it was Fit Finley. It was Fit Finley, it was. She's demanding to be in the match. We're all going mental in Warehouse. We were screaming. We were. We, were we all love Becky Lynch. We all wanted her in. Becky Lynch comes in the Rumble to one of the biggest pops I've ever heard at a wrestling show. The live crowd there in the arena went mental. Absolutely insane. And then sometimes, it rarely it happens, sometimes it does happen. WWE give us exactly what we want. Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble, and it was joyous. I can only describe it as being. It was amazing. We were so she, happy. This is one where she eliminated Charlotte. She eliminated Charlotte to win it, yes. We nearly had the nightmare scenario of <laughs> Charlotte winning the Rumble. Charlotte very nearly became the, Roman, the female Roman Reigns. She did, yes. Um, but yeah, Be- Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble. It was great. We were all very happy. Um, after this, we had Daniel Bryan and AJ. Again, for the WWE title. This this was phenomenal, again. With those two, you know it's always going to, you know... This was the one where a good match out of them. Rowan aligned himself with Daniel Bryan for the first time. Yes. Which was very confusing at the time. We were, yeah, I remember being quite confused. A great match, again, with a, a, a weird finish, but okay. Then we had Brock and Finn Balor, which 
Only went eight minutes, but it was it was a good it, eight it minutes. It did follow in the vein of the Daniel Bryan Brock match. Very similar. It was, a good Very sim- it was a good eight minutes. Could tell that he'd um, been happy to work with him. Then we had the men's rumble, which was won by Seth, which apparently, according to Lorraine, me and Drunk You were very happy. I recall um, being quite happy. <laughs> we all wanted Seth to win the rumble. He won the rumble. So that was that was great. It was very good at this point of actually getting some like results off of cards that we were like really happy with after a run of getting a lot of Roman Brock stuff we weren't happy with. There yeah, was some good results coming. Yeah, um, and that took us on to. WrestleMania that year, WrestleMania 35. Now, you mentioned a WrestleMania that went seven hours. This is the one. This is your WrestleMania. Um, WrestleMania before that had 14 matches. This 16? has 16. Yes. Jeez. Um, to be fair, I don't mind it. It is long, but I, I, I quite like having it as one night. It's yeah, we, just, we had four matches on the pre-show. So, Tony Nese won the Cruiserweight title. Carmella won the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Again, like you said with Naomi. All right, I guess. All right, yeah. We had the the fun story of Kurt Hawkins ending his losing streak, streak. winning the tag titles with Zack Ryder oh, from the revival, awesome, which was cool. That was cool. We had Braun Strowman winning the Andre Battle Royal. The main storyline was him and the two guys from Saturday Night Live. And also because he, all um, right, they not he was not really the main guy. Yeah, he, like, just needed to do give Braun something to do. Um, so the WrestleMania main show began with our co-host. Um, I think our host of the evening, Alexa Bliss, she said, told us that. She could have a WrestleMania moment happen at the click of her fingers. She clicked the fingers and out came Hulk Hogan. Who is obviously, it been no one like Had been recently movie. reinstated to WWE after his stuff, should we say? His shenanigans and deletion from, you know, yeah. WWE history for a while. Yep. To say we were unhappy at this would be an understatement. I think I remember quite, at least me and you, like, visibly and audibly sighing. I, I could not believe it. WrestleMania is the highlight of my year and they began it with, with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Um, so as Real America's playing, we suddenly see Paul Heyman come out, which was bizarre. Paul yes. Heyman comes to the ring. Yes, I remember this. He says, wrong, 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 wrong. Um, he says, so this was obviously the WrestleMania where the women were the main event. Paul Heyman said, if Brock Lesnar and, and me aren't going to be last, we want to be first. We were thinking, surely not. Surely Surely they're not going to have Brock Lesnar open WrestleMania. This was the moment that started possibly one of the greatest modern WrestleManias this is a very good WrestleMania, I will give you that. Yeah. This is a very good WrestleMania. Um, again, it was much like 34, good WrestleMania, just way too long. Way too long. Um, so as I said, the match is on. Seth Brock. We're like, oh my God, it's happening now. We didn't expect it to And the end, so, before the match starts, Brock beats Seth's ass, gets him in the ring. Um, by some miracle, after three stomps, Seth Rollins... Beat Brock Lesnar. We were all like, we were, and this was a case of both, so happy, both shock and happiness. So and happy, um, but as I've said in a previous podcast, I think this was again a kind of a case of we were more happy that Brock had lost than Seth had won. Maybe, yeah. yeah like we we weren't super. It was more that it didn't was, have to be Seth. It was yeah. just we were happy it was someone. He was a good po- person yeah. for that position, but it yeah. was anti-Brock. Yeah. So after this, we had AJ defeat Randy Orton again. Solid match. After this, we had a four-way tag title match, which was the Usos beating Alistair Black and Ricochet, Rusev and Nakamura, and The Bar. Again, solid match. Match for teams. Then we had Shane McMahon in The Miz in a false count anywhere. Now, I had to admit to this you on the night, 
This was all right. This, this was not. Right, <laughs> this much. was okay for fourth count. Anyway, this was okay. Is this, this where Mister Mister Miz or uh... this was when George Miz, Mrs. Yeah. Dad, took the limelight. Yes, this was. Th- wow, I don't really know what to say. Um, <laughs> please, all of you, go out of your way to find the cultaholic video reacting to this WrestleMania. Um, it's phenomenal. Those guys are great. Adam Pacitti's reaction to the Mrs. Dad is priceless. Um, yeah, this was the one where Shane took the Shane and Miz took the huge bump, um, and then yeah, th- this was something. And then Shane is the heel won. So all right then. Again, even more reason for you to hate him. Yeah, yeah and... even as a heel, he won. God's sake. Um, next we had the quite new at that time women's tag titles. Um, yes. This was Bailey and Sasha against Nia and Tamina against Beth and Talia. And the Iconics. Iconic. Uh, and the finish of this one, I think Beth, Kev, Bailey, the Glam Slam off the top. So. And then the Iconics came in, threw her out. And Billy and Peyton won the tag titles, which I recall as well being pleasantly surprised at the time. It was, a, it was a nice moment. I think even though they were heels, I think we, we, we loved it. It was um, very entertaining. They were, you know, they were very I am an Iconics guy. I will always be. Um, I was very upset they were released recently. Um, very upset. I just think two talents who just, as you say, always entertaining. Very entertaining. Not exactly the best wrestlers in the world, but they were entertaining Sorry, heels. Very entertaining. Yeah. Um, next, we had. I'll go as far to say one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time. This was Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. Kofi Mania. Um, I, I can't say anything bad about this. I thought this was excellent. This was heel Brian, wasn't this it? This was heel Brian, the Planet's champion. Planet's champion with the awful... With, the, awful with that belt, hemp, yeah. Hemp belt was awful. Um, this it's, is one of the greatest babyface moments of all time. Um, I, think, I think going into this, you, you think we've probably got our like really happy moment earlier. I recall, as say, I recall saying, with regards to our predictions, there was three matches we wanted in the, going to this show. There was Seth, there was Kofi, there was Becky. Now, I had it in my mind that... There was not a chance that we were going to get all three. Maybe not even two. We'd already got Seth winning. So exactly. So I thought, that we're not going to get Kofi winning. Because I assumed Becky was going to win the main event. I assume so. Um, but but sure enough, yeah. in a phenomenal match, Kofi Kingston won the WWE title. And it was... It was one of the best moments I've ever seen See, in wrestling, full stop. It was, so it was, it was like, great. I think I might even have like, even had like a... You were close to crying, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, you were close, so man. Happy. Yeah. His kids come out on the new day. Yeah, Xavier Woods was crying. Um, they bought the, the proper belt out. Um, yeah, this was great. This was one of those wrestling finishes where the whole crowd just went mental. It was like a football goal. Like The crowd was so happy. Yeah, this this was... This was great. I just, yeah, I just, um, again, still. We've slagged off a lot of WWE in this match, um, in this podcast, sorry. But this, yeah, this was excellent. This was one of the greatest babyface moments of all time. And to be there with people, friends to share it was was great. Yeah, I, I love I mean, this, Dan. Coming, <laughs> into, coming into it, I remember just, I wasn't so sure that Kofi was like main event, but like afterwards, it, just, it was just a happy... Kofi Mania took him there. Kofi yeah. Mania took him there. It was such a happy, feel-good moment. So I'll run you through the next matches on the show. Um, we had... Samoa Joe beating Rey Mysterio in a minute to to retain the US title. Uh, we had Roman beating Drew in Roman's first singles match since he returned from leukemia. Um, again, at this point, 
the show had been going on so long. These these matches were huge, but we were just so tired. I think you just have a little bit of happiness. Yeah. Because, oh, he's Roman, you know, he's come back. He's doing well. He looks good, bless him. We had Triple H beat Batista in a no-holds-barred. It was actually quite entertaining, but it was quite late. So was this like, is exactly it, yeah. Sorry, but it was a very good match. Um, we had Baron Corbin retire Kurt Angle. I still don't agree with that. Which people have their opinions on, and I get it. Um... But yeah, Baron Corbin retired Kurt Angle. We all stood up and applauded Kurt Angle after. Um, and it was quite sad to see Kurt leave for the last time. Kurt, did he want it to be Corbin? The WWE did. It was Corbin. Corbin got the rub. Whatever. What, whatever he, what he you does. know. You know he's, 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 I'm sure he's, you know, he's clearly done a lot with that. Sure. Um, <laughs> then we had the Demon get his WrestleMania entrance at long last. He won the IC title from Bobby Lashley. And then we had our historic main event. It was winner takes all. Raw Women's Champion, Ronda. SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte. Becky Lynch won both the belts. Becky this was, yeah, big moment. But kind of remembered for the the botched pin at the end. Where Ronda got a shoulder I up. I still think it's remembered for the match and the, and the, the outcome. But it's a little blip, the blip, the finish of the... I think we expected, and I remember me and Sean are looking at each other like, was that... Oh my god, Becky Lynch has just won. Like we were expect we were ready for this big explosion but of it happiness. Came out of nowhere. But we didn't get it, yeah. Um I think we all wanted Becky to, to pin Ronda or to make Ronda submit ideally. Um I think the thing at that point was gonna be that Ronda was gonna go away and have kids. She is now pregnant, so congratulations to her. Um But I think the plan always that we thought anyway, was that Ronda would lose this, she would go away and become a mother. And then come back and face Becky. That may still happen. Um, but yeah, Ronda wasn't... She hasn't been on WWE TV since this. Um, so for that finish to happen the way it did, I felt like if it was planned or not, I don't know. I'm presuming not. It'll add credence to if she does make a comeback at some point. She can use it. And like she's I said, it, her promos going into this, she was very anti-wrestling and wrestling's fake and all this. She, could, so. she played into she the, was, the hate well. She, played in, she was a very good heel. She was a very good heel by the end of it. Um <laughs> from one exceptional uh, no, I was to wait show to waiting. another. Now, I was wondering how long it would take for us to get to... We're here. Um, I've done a blog on this pay-per-view as well. Um, this was... We watched this show during pre-drinks. We went out afterwards. Thank God we went out afterwards. Thank God we went out afterwards, yes, indeed. This was Super Showdown 2019 in Saudi Arabia. Um, I don't want to talk about this show. <laughs> This was the show with Undertaker and Goldberg on. If anyone um, wants to, like, you know... Yeah, if you want to watch this show, feel free. If anyone wants to debate me on this, there, there has never been... Feel free, guys. be a good show in Saudi Arabia. You can give them my email address. I will argue with them in person. I don't want to talk about this show. Um, <laughs> I really don't. It's really painful. Um, Mansoor won the Battle Royal. Because it's, you know... Randy Orton beat Triple H. There's just nothing... Everything... I, I say this at the... Shane McMahon them. beat Roman Reigns. I say this when we watch them. They never have... There's no not enough build up to make it get. It's like an ex, it's like a house show. It's like a glorified house show every time in Saudi. I don't want to talk about this show. I'm going to move on. <laughs> it's my podcast. I'm going to move on. <laughs> um, oh, thank God! NXT Takeover next. Oh, right. That's refreshing. That the palette. Now we get to talk about a couple of good shows. So, as I said, this was night before SummerSlam 2019. NXT Takeover Toronto, the second one. Um, first match: Street Profits beat the Undisputed Era. Io Shirai beat Candice LeRae. 
Great three-way for the NXT North American title after that. Shayna Baszler beat Mia Yim for the women's title, to retain the women's title. Then we had a really weird two out of three falls match with Adam Cole and Gargano. Now, the first fall was a singles match, which Cole won. Um, I think, I seem to recall Gargano got himself DQ'd because he knew he'd be able to win the second fall quicker. I think that's what he did, I think. I think so. Which was really clever. They had, they're very, they were, it was very yeah. clever period in those matches. They, like, they yeah. have very so, intelligent ways of um, doing the finish. Gargano won the second fall. And then the third fall was a barbed wire steel cage match. Now, this was long match. Kind of underwhelmed. But mainly because, as I said previously, when you were talking about um, AJ and Shinsuke, the standards were so high. Their first two matches were two of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Um, they did a big bump off the cage. Cole and Gargano went through the table. Cole retained the title. Um, then we get to talk about a really good show. And I've reviewed this show in full on a blog. Um, this was SummerSlam 2019 um, in Toronto. Um, first match, Becky Lynch retains the Raw Women's title against Natalia. Then we had Goldberg squashing Dolph Ziggler, which was joyous. Yeah. This was a time when I liked Goldberg. Yeah. This was Goldberg's redemption from the Saudi show. show. Which was a disaster. We all wanted to see Dolph get his mouth shut. He took one hell of a spear. He, he Dolph Ziggler well. bumped his ass off for these he spears. He sells well and he looked like he was broken in He, Oh, yeah. Was good. Oh, yeah. Um, then we had AJ beat Ricochet. I mean, for God's sake, AJ Styles and Ricochet. Like, what more could you want? Surprise itself. Similar sort of thing with Bailey and Ember Moon. Um, then we had Kevin Owens beat Shane McMahon. Which... Pleased me greatly. I can just say, Josh is sat here with a very cheeky... Oh, this was great. You can tell he's happy. Kevin Owens pinned Shane McMahon. Um, then we had Charlotte beating Trish Stratus in Trish's retirement match. Toronto. In Toronto. Toronto. Trish looked great. I was very sad that Trish was retiring. <laughs> she was very, very good. Very good. Especially considering she hadn't for a while. She'd come back and just done these couple of matches. Like It was a very good show in from her. Yeah. Very well, you know, I mean... Someone else could probably have done with a verb, but Charlotte is a very good choice to retire Trish Stratus. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, after this, we had Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton, W title. This went to a, a double count out. It was kind of long. It kind of dragged a bit. It was an interesting. But... It dragged a bit, but it, it was an interesting um, story. Though, yeah. And playing back into the history together. And then we had what I think personally is the best kind of half an hour. 40-minute period to end a pay-per-view in a long time. We had the debut match of The Fiend. Now... We were all quite excited for this one. We were all very excited about this, me in particular. Um, yeah, I, I I don't really know what to say about what I first thought of this entrance. I've, Goosebumps. I was blown away. I don't know what you thought. I've got... Anyone who wants to go on my Instagram, I think the story of us is still up there, our reaction to it. Um, Dan, what did you think of the first match of The Fiend? Oh, just like it was just so well you like you knew it was going to be like that like just even the entrance with him having a like a lamp a lamp of his his old persona was just perfect everything about it was just so good the mask was freaky the music was amazing everything showing everything about it was just fantastic i mean him just yeah no selling i didn't like i was quite surprised at him no selling so much i didn't realize they'd let someone like have such a strong uh protected character that yeah he would just no sell stuff 
that was that that quite surprised me. This yeah, this debut of the fiend, the crowd loved it. Um, as I said, no one wants to see anyone get squashed, but I think for this time, you you had to do it. I think. Yeah. Then after this, we had the WrestleMania rematch between Seth and Brock. Now Brock was champion again by this point, um, and I've spoken about this on a recent podcast um, when I spoke about Seth and the Fiends match. Now going into this, Seth had took a beating. Seth's credibility as a top babyface was kind of on the downer. Yeah, by this um, point. And Seth even said it himself; he had to win this match. Now I, as much of the live crowd were wasn't exactly with Seth Rollins going into this no, match. I didn't think he'd be I wasn't either. I didn't think he'd be able um, to get to I thought he had to win as a character. Not even in real life. I thought as a character he had to win. Yeah. Um this match was phenomenal. This match was someone compared it once to a like a G one climax match for New Japan. This match was excellent. As I said, this as you said in fact, this this was kind of the time when Brock Lesnar was having good matches again. Yeah. This was a great match. Um they took us on the ride and by the end of it, Seth did the big bump off the top, putting Brock through the announce table, uh, and then pinned him. Seth won the title again. Um, don't know what you recall of this match. It was excellent. I can confirm it was excellent. I've watched it since. It wasn't indeed excellent. Like I've, I've, like I've said earlier, like after a whole period of just annoying, just unsatisfying Brock matches, to have this and the point of the, you know, Seth's character, it was... Yeah, this was... Promising, yeah. Enjoyable match. Again, great show, um, and yeah, good babyface ending. So, next up, we're going to talk about one of my favourite things in wrestling, uh, and that's NXT. So, this was pretty much NXT weekend, uh, and we'll get into that in a moment or two. So, next up, I'll take you back to November of 2019. Now, this was... I mean, I love NXT. I've always loved NXT. I always will. This was probably the last one we watched before the pandemic as well. It was... Well, we watched the ones in the new year as well. Um, Oh, of course. Just before, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this was pretty much NXT weekend, which for me was tremendous. So, Mm -hmm. started with TakeOver War Games. Um... (laughs) <laughs> shout out William Regal shout out William Regal um, this was one of the best takeovers I've seen this was phenomenal two war games matches they were both great two matches in between they were both great as well so this first war games match was stacked this was the women's one um, it was team Shayna Baszler women's champion at the time she had Bianca Belair Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray team Ripley was Rhea Ripley Candice LeRae Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. This was the match where Dakota Kai turned heel, took out Tegan Knox. So for a large part of this match, it was just Rhea and Candice against the four heels. And this was at the point in time where Rhea Ripley was getting the big push. Big push. And she pinned Shayna Baszler. Um, this War Games match, I don't know how much you remember this women's one. Uh, this War Games match was great. It was. I remember it stacked. I remember that specifically seeing. You know the. It was the, the first women's War Games match as well. Yeah. I remember it, like not, probably it might have been the first War Games match I'd watched as well actually. Yeah. Uh, just except just brilliant concept. This was really match. good. Well, really good storytelling in it. Played like you know played out longer with the Dakota Kai stuff. Yeah. And they pushed Rhea as like a, a superhero, oh, and yeah. she was phenomenal. Um, 
After that, we had a, a number one contenders match for the NXT title. So the NXT title was going to be defended next night on Survivor Series, which I'll talk about in, in a bit, which was a huge deal. We had Pete Dunne getting the win here against Damian Priest and Killian Dane. Again, triple threat match, three great guys. Yeah, this was really good. Just solid stuff again. We had Finn Balor, who by this point had gone back to NXT. He beat Matt Riddle. Again, Finn Balor and Matt Riddle. Just solid, solid lineup. Then we had the men's War Games match, the main event, the Undisputed Era, which they had all the gold at that point. Adam Cole was champion. Fish and O'Reilly had the tag belts. Roderick Strong was the North American title. Factions with the successful factions. Um, They were up against Team Champa, Tommaso Champa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and. They said they had a mystery guy. So what happened was... Oh, I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I think I caught... This was Johnny, Gar- Gar- yeah. Johnny Gargano got injured, who was supposed to face Finn Balor. He got injured, so they shifted towards Matt Riddle facing Finn Balor. Matt Riddle then, of course, couldn't be in the War Games match. So Team Champa were going to have a mystery guy. And it came down to it, and the mystery guy was Kevin Owens, which got a huge pop. Huge pop. Um, Team Champa got the win in the end. Um, all the heels were put through tables one by one, and then Champa and Cole took again a huge bump off the top of the war games case through tables. It was yeah, it was huge. Um, they go through the table. Team Champa win. Um, yeah, this was an NXT takeover again, which was phenomenal. Two great war games matches, and it led us swimmingly into the next night war games. The next night, sorry, Survivor Series, which was Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Which is a nice, refreshing concept. Great concept, yeah. Um, first match of the main show, Team NXT Women won, um, which was tremendous. I was big-time NXT fan all night. It was nice to kind of watch wrestling but be a supporter of a team, which was a strange concept. But again, like I said, I liked it. This was Rhea. Rhea got the... the Rhea Ripley again, Superwoman, got the win again for her team. Um NXT won the next match, which was Roderick Strong, North American champion, AJ, US champion, Shinsuke, SmackDown, Intercontinental champion. NXT were going for it, yeah. Um, Then we had the title match I was talking about. Adam Cole retained the NXT title against Pete Dunne, which just seeing the NXT title on a main roster pay-per-view was incredible. Incredible. Um, Then we had The Fiend retain the Universal title. He was champion by this point. Against Daniel Bryan, who was kind of a babyface, kind of a heel. It's a bit of a transitional yeah. phase. I guess it doesn't, the theme's so unique that it doesn't really yeah. Then we had um, a really interesting three-way match. So it was Roman, Braun, Corbin, Ali, and Shorty J for SmackDown. We had Rollins, McIntyre, Owens, Ricochet, and Orton for Raw. And we had Volta, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Damien Priest and Champa for NXT. Now, in the end, it came down to Roman, Seth, uh, and Keith Lee. The final two were Roman and Keith Lee. Um, and this was kind of the first time that we got to see Keith Lee shine. This absolutely, was absolutely. Ki- Keith Lee's breakout performance, you could say. He was I'm amazing. Big, he, against, stage, against the guy, against Roman oh, Reigns. Yeah. He was phenomenal. Roman got the win, of course, but this was really Keith Lee's first big moment, which on many more big moments for him to come in the next few months. Um, then we had quite a, a surprisingly entertaining match between Brock Lesnar 
for the WWE title against Rey Mysterio. This was the one where Brock had attacked Dominic, mm-hmm. Rey's son, and then towards the finish of this one, Dominic, it was no hot bar, Dominic and Rey double teamed Brock Lesnar, much to my enjoyment at the time. I couldn't quite believe what was happening. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, and it was super fun. Good luck. Brock won, of course. Of course. Uh, but yeah, this was, this was hilarious. This was hilarious. Uh, and then the main event, again. Bailey SmackDown Women's Champion. Becky, Raw Women's Champion. But the winner was the NXT Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler. Um, Solid run for NXT. Very good. NXT show. won Survivor Series. Really which... good Survivor Series. Like, Wowzers. Survivor Series I think I've ever seen. Very good show. Very good show. And then... Yeah, then we kind of come to the end. We're into 2020 now. Um, night before Royal Rumble, we had a World's Collide show, which was NXT against NXT UK, which was quite an interesting concept. Was there a bit of 305 in there? There was a bit of 205 in there, yeah. 205, sorry. Um, so this show, we had Finn beat Ilya Dragunov, which was incredible. Incredible. Um, we also had the then reunited DIY. They were both baby faces by this point against Mustache Mountain, which Brilliant. was Brilliant great. Um, we had Rhea Ripley defeat Tony Storm to retain the NXT Women's Title. We're we're big fans of Tony Storm. <laughs> then we had quite the eight man tag match. This was Imperium, uh, Volta, Eichner, Bartel, and Wolf against Undisputed Era. This was the one where I think it was Wolf got injured halfway through it and Volta kind of had to win it with yes. his Eichner and Bartel. Yes. They did win in the end. Imperium did win. Um, so, yeah, this was different Just, oh. from a takeover. It was yeah, good. Like, it wasn't expected. It was The wrestling was good. Really uh, yeah. solid, as you expect from NXT. Uh, I might actually even go back and watch this one. This was week. Yeah, it's kind of a forgotten show because it's not a takeover. Um but yeah, it was a different concept. It was, as I said, something different. Um, and then we have, can you quite believe it, the last show we watched in Huddersfield together, Before, which was January 2020. Before the pandemic. It was the Royal Rumble. Um, at the time, it was, we were speaking about this thing called COVID that had started. It was like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, cool. Let's go watch some wrestling. Um, it was also the same night which Kobe Bryant sadly passed away. In the... It was. Yeah, we got yeah. there. We, 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 we talked about it when we arrived just before the show started, didn't we? Before the pre-show. Yeah, it kind of really took it out of us, to be honest. Something like that it was totally unexpected. Um, so this show began with Roman Reigns and King Corbin in a Force Count Anywhere match, which we weren't able to see much of oh, because... Oh, technical difficulties, didn't we? So, bit of backstory for you all. The This was at a time in the UK where BT Sport had just took over... The WWE television rights now. From Sky? From Sky, yes. And the venue we were at in Warehouse in Huddersfield didn't, ha- hadn't yet transferred over. They, they hadn't the actually license. bought the pay-per-view. They have, yeah, they haven't bought the pay-per-view on BT. They had yeah. the Sky license, didn't yeah. they? Um, so this poor lady who worked there, bless her heart, had to call her boss. It was 1am at this point. Midnight 1am? Yeah. We eventually got there just before the Women's Rumble started, which... We were delighted about. There's a video going about on Facebook where we all cheer wildly because we got it working. Um, good times. Good times <laughs> indeed, mate. Good times indeed. Um, this was the Royal Rumble where our friend Shauna said she would buy 
I can't remember what drink it was. Was it a Jaeger bomb or so, something so like she that? She gets all the drink or she gets all shots. She gets all shots if Shayna won the Rumble. Yeah. Um, and then Shayna came out at number 30. And we thought, <laughs> oh my God, here we go. Oh, three goodies. <laughs> but Charlotte won the Royal Rumble. The last eliminating Shayna, which was surprising. Shayna was the odds on favourite. Yeah, but she was on a bit of a, on a push at the time. But Charlotte yeah. won the Rumble. Um, then we had Bailey retaining the SmackDown Women's title against Lacey Evans. All right. <laughs> we had quite possibly the best match the Fiends ever had. Strap match with Daniel Bryan, Universal title, no red light. No thank, red God. thank God. They, yeah, I'm glad they ditched that. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you expect with Daniel Bryan? Yeah, like just a strap match. It was so unique to modern wrestling. Um, yeah, this was probably the best Fiend match you'll see, for sure. Then we a had... Really, a really stipulation that's actually not... That yeah, done yeah, definitely. Then we had um, a rematch from the previous year's Royal Rumble show, which was Becky Lynch defeating Oscar to retain the Royal Women's title. The idea here was that Becky wanted Oscar because she'd beat everyone but Oscar. Then we had, and it's it's nice that we get to end on a positive. Then we had the men's Royal Rumble match from twenty twenty, <sighs> and the joy. I think this is the best Royal Rumble match there's ever been. So can I just say, I think of the, thir- the three things I've called, this, I call this a year in advance. Um, for some background for you all, so Drew was kind of on his... They were protecting Drew in 2019. Um, and Dan here said to me, and I do recall he is spot on. On the night, I think it was on the, the, the night. It was on the night, yeah. He thought that in a year's time, Drew would be winning the Royal Rumble, which was, a, you know, it's a prediction. It ended up coming true, of course. I remembered it the entire year as well. <laughs> um, I love this Royal Rumble match. Brilliant match. I think this is the best Royal Rumble match of all time. Uniquely done. With it's the, the only Royal Rumble match I've given five stars to. I, I, I can't say enough positive about this match. Just, I, mean, I thought it was phenomenal. I think, obviously, the whole beginning of the match. I yep. think it's, it's different when you're used to the other regular style of Royal yep. Rumble. But... When you see the outcome and the overall... It was kind of two Royal Rumbles, wasn't it? Yeah, it was two Royal Rumbles and two halves. Yeah. So, I'm sure you all know this, but just to finish off with, um, Brock's WWE champion, he wants to do something... Through Paul Heyman, he says on TV that they want to do something historic. They want the WWE champion to win the Royal Rumble. He came out at number one. He went through Elias. He went through Rowan, John Morrison, Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura... Uh, Kofi Kingston, which was quite an interesting yeah, story. Jeff Jarrett as well. Was I that think that was the was that the year before. Probably. That was the year before with yeah. Elias. Yeah. Um, he, went through, he went through fourteen. People? He went through a few. Yeah. He went through uh, Big E, Rey Mysterio, and Kofi all at once. Then we went to I'm probably missing a couple, but Keith Lee came out. Keith Lee was one of them. Um, as I said, he had his big breakout moment at Survivor Series. Uh, and we got Keith Lee, Brock Lesnar for a bit, which was awesome. Braun Strowman has, again came out after. They've got history as well, him and Brock. Um, Brock tapped both them out. Out came uh, Ricochet. They'd had a bit of a run in the previous Raw, so that played into that story. Uh, and then after came our boy Drew McIntyre. Now, Drew McIntyre had... This was when Paul Heyman was booking Raw. Um... He'd recently turned babyface, and as Dan was about to very much say, he was just starting the 3-2-1 chant with the crowd. Um, 
So Drew had just turned babyface. He was just on this Superman. He was just about to start his big push. Um, Drew comes out. He face to face with Brock. Ricochet comes from behind and hits Brock with a low blow. And then I spoke about a lot of joyous moments during this time that we've watched together. This is up there. This, is way this might be number two to something I'm going to mention shortly. Um, Drew McIntyre eliminates Brock Lesnar from the Royal Rumble. And it's the stuff the of dreams. With a Claymore. Brock sold it incredibly. Sold it very well. Whatever you want to say about Brock Lesnar, he was phenomenal in this match for the role he plays. He was phenomenal all the way through the Drew McIntyre feud. He made Drew look like a million bucks. He did. Um, and then the Royal Rumble was coasting on along for a little bit. It was a good little rumble. Um, and then we get to... There's a lot, as a, I think I said something similar in my blog. Um, I've had a lot of amazing moments as a wrestling fan in my life. Um, a lot of moments which have made me feel some pretty incredible emotions and moments that I'll never forget. Um, but number 21 this Royal Rumble was Edge. And obviously, as you all know, Edge had retired from injury. We never thought he was coming back. He had denied time and time again that he was cleared. And number 21 was Edge. And wow, this was a moment. If ever there's been a moment, this is it. <laughs> Just sh like shock, elation, just hearing that music again after like a, over a decade. Just one of those moments that I, I didn't think we'd ever see. I didn't either. I, I think it was made even better by the fact it wasn't number 30, it wasn't number one. Totally caught us off guard. Right in the middle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was the return of Edge. And it was a moment which I'll never forget, ever. Amazing moment. He looked great. He came out. He did his thing. The rumble went on. The last three were Drew, Roman and Edge. Going into this, Roman was the odds-on favourite, as Shayna was to win that rumble. She didn't. Roman eliminates Edge. We're all very sad. He's down to Drew and Roman. Um, it looks like Roman's going to get him out. Drew pushes him away. Hits the Claymore. Drew McIntyre eliminates Roman Reigns. And Drew wins the Royal Rumble. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, I was in shock. This was beyond the wildest dream. Not only had he eliminated Brock, he'd also won the thing. Just, just what I... I'm only eliminated Roman. I'm eliminated Roman. Amazing, yeah, amazing. Um, so yeah, Drew McIntyre won the rumble. We were all in shock. Um, and yeah, little did we know it, but that was it for us and watching wrestling together for a long time, for a long time. Um, we watched a few over. We watched a few over Zoom and stuff. Um, I think there's the video out there of our reaction to Drew winning a title over a Zoom. Shot. Yeah. Um, First ever British. Yeah. Um, but yeah, January 2020, the last time we all watched a show in the flesh together. Wow, that could hopefully soon. Hopefully SummerSlam. Yeah, we're now in 2021. Um, hopefully that changes to SummerSlam. Um, but yeah, that's our little trip down memory lane over for now. Um, so I hope you've all enjoyed listening to that and 
I'll be around shortly just to sign off. In a bit. Right, so I hope you've all enjoyed that trip down memory lane. Dan, I hope you've enjoyed it as well. I definitely, I, I forget things quite easily, so it's really nice to have like you know a refresher and talk about things. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we've um, we've watched a lot of shows together. That's for sure. Shows. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna go back and rewatch some of these. I might as well, to be honest. Um, yeah, some really good times, and hopefully some more great times to come. Um, good. SummerSlam this year is looking like it's going to be WrestleMania, hopefully. basically. So we could have a lot of big memories still to come. Hopefully we get to watch them all together. That would be nice. We could do a, could do a review. After. We could well do a hungover review. No yeah, review fingers crossed. That would be nice. Um, but yeah, as I've said in my, I, I spoke about this briefly in my Hell in a Cell review podcast. Um, I think now's a, a promising time, go, taking it back to the current day. I think now's a promising time. We've certainly got a lot of things that could happen they've got WWE have got a lot of aces in their deck um, and hopefully mate we get to enjoy a pretty good SummerSlam together so yeah hopefully we'll be able to get back on soon together um, and hopefully talk about an incredible SummerSlam so yeah Dan thanks for um, thanks for having me that's alright mate thanks for taking this trip down memory lane and um Thanks for everyone for listening and I will see you all soon. See you later.